My nickname is Mimi. My full name is Herminia Hibas. Mimi and her husband of 30 years have been farming five hectares of rice in Laguna Province, Philippines, since she was 17 years old. I spoke with her in July 2013 with the occasional help of an interpreter. So, you supervise farmers. Yeah. You work for the barn guy in yes. agriculture. You do the laundry. Yeah. You do the cooking. Yes. <laughs> what else do you do? <laughs> Being a wife. <laughs> Whenever I meet somebody like Mimi, what comes to my mind is that we find them in the field or sometimes we interview them, they're doing laundry. And they don't stop laundrying while we interview them. Joyce Lewis has been doing gender research with the Social Science Division of the International Rice Research Institute, or ERI, for roughly 20 years. And ERI has been doing research on women in farming since the mid-1980s. Women like Mimi, I think they should be congratulated, respected, honored, because she does her job night and day. So she cares for the family, she cares for the husband, especially she cares also for their, for their business, which is rice farming, and rice farming is not giving them much income. Mimi, her husband, two adult children, and one grandchild live on about 25 U.S. dollars per week, or 3 to $4 dollars a day. As is the case with most farms in the Philippines, Mimi, as the woman, manages the money. Many of the farm workers she manages are also women, heavily involved in planting, weeding, harvesting, and drying and milling of the rice. You would think the contribution of women in rice farming would be both well-established and well-appreciated, but it is not, nor is the importance of research into this issue. Some critics find gender research in agriculture to be unnecessary or even contrived. To me, gender is definitely not a contrived issue, and we need to take it serious. Dr. Bas Bowman is the director of the Global Rice Science Partnership. Half of the farmers are female. More than half of the people who buy the rice are female. So the women have both a large contribution to production of rice and to the consumption. In poor rural households, if women have more access to income, they spend it differently than men. Men tend to spend it more for their own fun. Women tend to put it more into education and health and nutrition of the family. So if you want to work on improvement of household food security, household poverty alleviation, getting women, giving them more income, really helps to get to that goal faster. So that's the whole idea behind gender. The paradoxical fact is that the more you invest in agriculture, the faster you get out of being a predominantly agricultural economy. Dr. Umalele is a development economist well-versed in the gender dynamics within agriculture. Well, what we are finding when we look at the gender dimension is that when countries are very poor, women play a very important role in agriculture. The share of labor force coming from women is very large. But now if you move to the later stages when, say, countries like Japan or South Korea become much more developed, what we find is this U-shaped curve, which means that women's labor force participation declines up to a certain income level. Then it increases over time because women get more access to education, 
women become more empowered and therefore women enter labor force again in in a big way it's all about at the end of the day how well they are educated or how well they are prepared to receive information what kind of information they are receiving and how can they can benefit from that information for ashok mishra a professor of agricultural economics at louisiana state university there is a critical link between education decision making and understanding policy if you subsidize education then educated people make what we say sound economic decisions and if they make sound economic decision then one person who is educated can read between the lines of what the policy makers are trying to do is this a good policy for them or bad policy for them one of the people who understands the challenges of women in rice farming as well as anyone is dr thelma paris after nearly 40 years at erie hers is understandably a long view patient but also pressing we need to change because the mission of erie reduce poverty ensure food security nutrition health sustainable natural management do you think we can achieve that if we completely ignore the female labor force if we completely ignore the important roles of women Dr. Paris will be retiring from Erie in September of 2013. Of her many legacies, one is certainly this: that positive change for women in rice farming won't start at a desk. It will start on the farm. There are many women who write about women, but very few women who really go to the field and make things happen. And we need more women who make things happen. than write about things that happen. From the town of Victoria in Laguna Province, Philippines, this is Michael Joyce for Erie Radio. Music